Good morning. From the newsroom of the Financial Times, today is Monday, February 4th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Today, Prime Minister Theresa May says she's still committed to renegotiating her Brexit deal. Delivery company Hermes strikes a deal with a trade union in what could be the first of its kind in the gig economy. And U.S. first quarter earnings are set for their first decline in three years. Then the FT's Miles Johnson explains the trouble facing Italy's economy. I'm Eric Krupke, and here's the news you need to start your day. Prime Minister Theresa May will try to renegotiate her Brexit deal with Brussels this week, and Tory Eurosceptics have warned her not to take them for granted. Mrs. May has asked Brexit Secretary Stephen Barclay to come up with alternative proposals to the Irish backstop. That's the controversial temporary customs union between the EU that aims to avoid a hard border in Ireland. Brussels has already warned that technology-based alternatives to the backstop consist of, quote, magical thinking. They've ruled out any reopening of Britain's draft exit treaty. Tory MPs in the pro-Brexit European Research Group are suspicious of Mrs. May's efforts. They fear she'll hit a brick wall with Brussels and won't reopen the treaty. Aides to Mrs. May said the prime minister had made it clear she was willing to try to reopen the treaty. And a deal has been struck between a trade union and UK delivery company Hermes. It's the first of its kind in the gig economy. Couriers working for Hermes were previously considered to be self-employed contractors. But now they'll have the right to guaranteed minimum hourly rates and paid holiday. Hermes negotiated the deal with the GMB union after an employment tribunal last June. The tribunal's award opened the way for all 14,500 of the company's UK couriers to seek worker status. They're now guaranteed 28 days paid holiday annually and at least £8.55 an hour over the course of a year. That exceeds the national living wage. They'll also get union representation if they join the GMB. Hermes' new approach to worker status contrasts with other gig economy companies like Uber and Deliveroo. Those companies have pursued legal action against trade unions challenging their labor practices. Wall Street analysts have slashed their estimates for U.S. corporate earnings in the first quarter. They now expect the first year-on-year decline in almost three years. Estimates point to a 0.8% drop in earnings per share this quarter, according to FactSet. That's a dramatic markdown from the end of December. Analysts then were forecasting 3.3% growth. Earnings for the fourth quarter of last year rose 12.4% overall, but corporate tax cuts boosted profitability, which set up less flattering comparisons for 2019. There's also the uncertainty of the longest government shutdown in U.S. history, with another possible shutdown looming this month. And here's a closer look at a story we're following. The FT's Rome bureau chief, Miles Johnson, has been reporting on Italy's economy, Some troubling data about the Italian economy was published last week, and Miles is here to tell us what that might mean for the newly elected populist coalition government. For the first time ever, the European Commission could reject a budget proposal from one of its member states. 
So the populist coalition, which took power in Italy last year, which is made up of the anti-establishment Five Star Party and the anti-migrant League Party, came up with a budget which they said would sort of represent them as the so-called government of change. Italy's new government proposed a 2019 budget with a deficit three times larger than the previous administration's target, setting up a clash with the European Commission. And they were effectively going to sharply increase state spending to a level which was well in excess of what their previous government had agreed with the European Commission. And so this sparked a sort of fight between Rome and Brussels late last year. They're still going to spend all the money that they said they would, which means that tomorrow when the EU meets, they'll likely have to decide to tell Italy to resubmit its budget. And also in financial markets, a bit of a sort of shock about the path that Italy was taking. We have like a, a really big sell-off on the banks. Also like the Italian yield, 10 years VTPs are like more than 3%. And eventually, basically, by the end of the year, they reached a sort of dignified retreat for both sides where the Italian government got to spend enough to do its flagship plans and Brussels got to say that they bargained them down. But official data actually came out on Thursday. And what did that data say about Italy's economy? Well, the official data last week showed that Italy had entered into a so-called technical recession in the last half of 2018. So what that means in sort of normal English is just that its economy contracted for two consecutive quarters. The recession word is sort of dramatic and you know has uh, attracted a lot of attention but really this is um it was a small decrease 0.2 percent in the last quarter following on from an 0.1 percent decrease in the third quarter so the numbers aren't huge but what it really shows is its continuation of this very bleak trend of the italian economy which has really failed to recover since the financial crisis and arguably has actually failed to grow at all you know for the last 30 years in real terms gdp per capita in italy is actually below where it was when italy joined the euro just before the turn of the millennium so this data last week is just showing that these problems have very much not gone away and how has the government responded to those numbers the government has effectively batted away criticism from the opposition saying you're the reason why this happened you caused a lot of uncertainty in the last half of last year with all of your budget and your fight with brussels and you scared away international investors you chilled business confidence you drove up borrowing costs and the government to a certain extent i think correctly is saying um no we haven't had a chance for our budget to actually have any effect yet you know it's only it was signed at the end of last year therefore this is a lagging indicator the economic growth and we expect there to be some uptick by the end of this year and i think that's actually what economists are forecasting. I don't think economists' forecasts are not factoring in a contraction for the whole of 2019. So let's wait and see, is kind of what they're saying. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. Today we'll be following some more big US earnings. Tech giant Alphabet, the owner of Google and YouTube, is set to report today. The big question for investors is whether the company can sustain its revenue growth rate. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for all the latest business news.
Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.